Hello and welcome to Pop-Off's Look Back at the X-Men film series. Part 1 included X-Men and X2 X-Men United. Today we're going to be talking about X-Men The Last Stand, otherwise known as X3, and X-Men Origins Wolverine, leading up to X-Men First Class. You can hear Part 1 at popoffpodcast.com. Enjoy Part 2, but first, a message from Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Ninjas versus vampires, bitches. That's on DVD. Reviewers have called it one of the 10 best indie horror films of 2010. This is available in most DVD stores, Amazon, Walmart, online, etc. But if you order from ninjasversusvampires.com, that's ninjas, N-I-N-J-A-S, and then versus V-S, and then vampires, V-A-M-P-I-R-E-S.com, take you a little extra effort to go to their site. But do it. Buy directly from them, man, because then they keep, get to keep more of it. Uh, while you're there, check out the End, End Light Podcast Network. Endlightpodcast.com with not safe for work uh, content uh, podcasts about movies and Star Trek. Yeah. Ninjas versus vampires.com. Yep. The story of X-Men 3. Um... First, let's talk about the story of what happened pre-X-Men 3. Brian Singer was offered the opportunity to resurrect Superman and to make Superman Returns, which is a DC property, mm-hmm. not a Marvel property. Um, 20th Century Fox, uh, which is also Warner Brothers film. 20, 20th Century Fox, who is distributing the X-Men films, said, you are not going to go make a super superhero movie for a rival studio. We're going to make you do X-Men. We're going to make you do it now. You may not go do it. And he's like, listen, I can do it. I can make the schedule work. And they're like, no, no, you're our guy. You're our guy. You're our X-Men guy. You're not going to bring this movie out as a competing franchise against our X-Men franchise based on your name. And he's like, well, then I'm jumping ship. And he goes, not only, not, only am I ju- not only am I jumping ship, I'm taking, taking Cyclops with me. Um. And so when, is that why they kill Cyclops? Yes, because they had him for four days. Because he went on to be Lois Lane's, uh, Lois Lane's husband. In Which Superman is not Returns. even as good a role. Like, what the hell? Like, why yeah, did but he do it? Because of Brian Singer. Brian Singer, who discovered it. Brian Singer, who he who wanted him in that role and said, "Listen, I want you in this role." And to be honest, um, whatever else you'll say about him, maybe on paper it's not as good a role. But I feel like I can understand being tired of being Cyclops. Cyclops is boring. The interesting thing yeah. is Cyclops is boring until X3. I actually really like Cyclops in X3. He's got like He's tortured and for shit. The, yeah, he's he's really for I half a second. But I but I I feel like he gives his best performance in any of the X-Men movies in Absolutely X3. he does. But I also find him really likable. Yeah. In, in Superman, actually in Superman Returns. He's one of the things about Superman Returns that I like. I might not like what they've done with the lowest character in Superman Returns, but I found that James Marsden in Superman Returns managed to make a character that you should hate really likable and a good guy and why would you hate him are you that i think see i disliked that you like him i because i would rather like just be staunchly like be with superman well that's the thing and and, and this guy is not a douche and or even you know not awesome so it's difficult but well that's the thing but that's the thing it's it's that's what he wanted to do he wanted to make it not a, such a clear-cut choice when making more of a shade of gray and for whatever other reason whatever uh, that's another film to discuss another time but james marston's performance is james marston's performance is nuanced and is funny in that film and that's what he's doing now he's doing comedies i just saw him in first of all he's awesome and enchanted oh god i and, love him in that movie and he's i just love, saw love, love. i just saw him in a hop and he was fine in that he was really good i i enjoyed him a lot so I feel like he felt like Cyclops was not going anywhere for him. He was not. He was already sort of being shafted. We just talked about X2. I can't remember what he was doing. Yeah, I can't remember. But I feel like um, if if they had actually done X3 well, right? No, it was never going to be his show. Not after. No, I'm not saying it would have been his show. But I'm saying if they had, if if they could have done it well, like he could have. There could have been all of this torture and all that. Like there could have been so much for him to do that, like would have been more like what we saw in the beginning sure. of X three with him. And I think that would have been really awesome to watch. But he would have been pushed to the side so that Halle Berry and Hugh Jackman could have more to do, because it's the Halle Berry Hugh Jackman show. And, God, I know. Um, which is why I'm not sure that Monsters Ball happened beforehand. But but it did because <laughs> I I get I get the sense that that they got bigger. 
that, that no they did i mean you're not wrong about that like but i think what ha- they like, were stars what happened though. was like in between like she just kept getting more and more and more projects like and so she just like had a bunch of shit going on either way um we get to x3 and so that's that's the underpinnings of what's happening there um so they bring on brett ratner known uh for the rush hour films um, is that who that is? Um, but also, what which I, are good films? I'm not saying they're okay, but, but but they're not they're not. It's not the same thing at all, but, like vibe wise. But but also the very competently, I think, directed, if not spectacular, the competent uh, uh, Red Dragon, uh, the Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. um, prequel. Actually, you've seen that one. Um, I he, wanted to. Though. He does a great. He, I don't want to say great job. He does a a fine job with that he certainly doesn't screw that i mean when you're when you're following it's better than hannibal um and when you're following ridley scott and i forget who did the first one the jonathan demi i think did the original science and lives when you're following these guys you know he does a, a a fine job in that film so okay he comes on but his priorities are a little different um he's going to quote unquote give the x-men fans all the things that they've wanted and boy but here's the thing he does give you all the things that you've wanted. Every single thing that any X-Men fan could possibly want in a movie, he puts in there. All of it. Absolutely every cameo, every mutant, every quote from every YouTube video that's popular. <laughs> if there's anything that any X-Men fan may ever want to have ever seen in a movie, he shoves it in. And can I tell you something? I am a huge fan of sushi and I'm a huge fan of ice cream and I'm a huge fan of pizza. But I don't want you to put them in a blender and then serve them to me. <laughs> what that wouldn't be tasty they're all going to the same place and Justin. that is he is so eager to please with the film i think that's what happened i, I don't feel like that's it like I, that that's just it like i certainly feel like that you're right there that there's, there's something that, to well, that let's, let's talk about the plot of the film really briefly um, i mean you really can because there's not a lot well, like they think, think there's more than you would think. There's it starts off on the on the gray house when Jean Grey is a young girl, and in a in a wonderfully done special effect, they make uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen look younger. Lo- look younger, and they really do. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, it looks and good. You find out that Jean was super powerful and very dark. Um, and well, not not dark, but unstable. Unstable. That's different. And you, know? you and we don't know much of what happens after that at that point in the movie. Um, then you uh, then you cut immediately from there uh, to the first thing that, of course, all fans want to see, which is a fight in the danger room, which is awesome. Which at first I'm like, awesome. They're giving me this thing I want to see. Yep. They're just going to give me tons more nods. It's very much like Star Wars Episode One, where you were like, you're, you're like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Here's Anakin Skywalker, who also built C-3PO. Who, you know, <laughs> it just sort of like you feel so danger room. At first, I'm like, cool. It's a cool scene. And of course, who are they fighting in the danger room? The Sentinels. Yeah. Which another thing that, of course, we all want to see. Yeah. But like <laughs> it, all in good time. Yeah. Do you know, like I'm OK with with. They were never going to do the Sentinels. I think the Sentinels would have been wrong for these X-Men. Giant killer robots would have been the death knell for the quote unquote realistic X-Men. Why? Um, because they're giant killer but robots. But they're mechanical. They're, they're not magical. They're but, not. But they're giant killer robots. And I think that giant killer. It was. It's always been about the personal struggles. I get why not. But okay, they they're in the danger room. I guess. Well, here's the thing. In my mind, I have this idea, right, that like this series of movies becomes this like not you know a trilogy, not a quadrilogy or whatever, like like a series of movies. I think you could you do know? it. I think you could. And, I, I and think that would have been cool. And then like somewhere down that line, like technology has progressed, you know, and and military's on the cutting edge. And well, whole, sure, yeah. You look. know, now we've got these killer robots, and this is what our weapon is against yeah. mutants. Like I could. You know okay, yeah, and they pulled it off in some Terminator movies, so I can see that, yeah, I- in some form. Um, you have, uh, you, you have, in addition to, uh, in, in addition to that scene, you have new characters, um, fan favorites, my favorites. Uh, you have Kitty Pride played by Juno, um, Ellen Page, mm-hmm. uh, and you've got Colossus played by some guy who plays Colossus, um, who <laughs> doesn't have a Russian accent, but okay. Um, <laughs> um, you have the Beast, who is actually an interesting character, played by Kelsey Grammer. He does an amazing job. Um, he has a perfect casting choice. Um, and and the Beast, who shows that things have changed since X two, that the 
the president now has a mutant in his cabinet mm-hmm. and and who's the head of mutant affairs and things looks like things are going well for mutants right. but it turns out that there has been an attack on of all things the FDA the Food and Drug Administration has been attacked. And why have they been attacked? Because there's been a drug that has been developed there that can cure mutants of their powers. Um, and who was doing the attack? It was Mystique. And Mystique has been captured. Um, and they're interviewing her to try to find out the location of Magneto, who is es- who, who escaped at the end of X2. Um, Magneto has joined, uh, uh, taken over really, a group of underground mutants to be his new brotherhood who consist of everybody you've ever wanted to see in an <laughs> X-Men movie that didn't make it onto the team. doesn't matter if they were good or bad. So you have Callisto from the Morlocks. She's there. Mm-hmm. And you have Psylocke is in it. Even though she's one of the X-Men, she's one of the bad guys. And you have J- Jamie Madrox, the multiple man. And you have Juggernaut. And you have Spike, played by the guy who played Miles on Lost. And you've got Pyro, who's there from the last movie. And you've got a number of other characters, which if you watch the uh, the credits, they're all credited as as characters you should know. Um, <laughs> uh, and in the course of in the course of the movie, Ma- uh, Magneto's there. He uh, frees Mystique, and it turns out that this cure um, is being adopted by the government. And when Met Mystique is uh, is freeing Magneto, she is hit by the cure, which was put in a gun. Um, and just totally what they would do. And and she uh, she is taken down, and Magneto leaves her behind. Um, after leaving her behind, both the X-Men, uh, there's within the X-Men ranks and among and between Beast and the president, there's a rift because he said, you put it in a gun. Why'd you put it in a gun? You weren't supposed to put it in a gun. This is going to be a cure for people who didn't want it. And yeah. now you've weaponized it. Why have you done this? There's Which is this, fucked up. There's, that's what they would totally do. It turns out that this is all being uh, run by a man named Warren, Warren Worthington Jr., who is sort of emotionally motivated by the fact that he is ashamed of his son, Warren Worthington, the third who has sprouted large angel like wings. You're introduced to him very early in the film in a wonderful scene. Oh yeah. Where he's a little boy trying to cut off his own wings and his father comes in and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, and, and that's the thing about this film up to the first hour. I would say there are problems. I problems with the film. First problem. Uh, Gene is alive. And Gene is contacting Cyclops psychically, and he goes, uh, it's hard to say, Cyclops psychically. Um, that five times fast. Cyclops psychically, cock, 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 cock. It just turns into cock, apparently. Like everything else. My wife would love to hear me say that. Oh, my gosh. Hi, listeners. Everything turns into cock. Welcome to pop off. <laughs> Where everything turns into <laughs> Welcome to pop Oh wow, that's what we've turned this into. <laughs> one, one visit from the trek off, and suddenly, and it's suddenly it's all about cock, <laughs> Captain Cock. Um, <laughs> I can't help it; I'm a sexual being. What do you want? Okay, so, 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 so Cyclops uh, encounters Jean and has a wonderful scene straight out of the comics, um, where he takes off his glasses and she holds him back and, and they kiss. It's, it is a famous, famous scene from the X-Men that then inexplicably she kills him off camera. Um, she kisses him. His face starts warbling around and then he's dead off camera. You never see him die. Um, and it's fucking horrible and wrong. Um, but they only had four days. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> Plus. I would rather, I would rather that he was like, they took, two more seconds on one day or something to shoot him actually dying no not to kill him but to shoot him being like really tortured and not knowing what to do and just going kind of bark grieving mad and just peacing out yeah and that's that's like i would have preferred that to like that's what and and that's what he did in the comics but okay so they kill him you know (laughs) Um, and it's not the first one that you because then they go because then they go and kill fucking professor x because we haven't killed anyone important yet it's only cyclops so let's let's kill professor x yeah Yeah. let's do that well let's let's hold on you're jumping the gun i'm sorry you're you're, angering to me you're jumping the gun because we've jumped back in the middle of the film because we got to the end and we're back in the middle um so (laughs) so gene uh her powers it turns out that xavier um, realizing how strong her powers were, um, ma- basically put a bottle on them um, and separated her personality into the gene that we all know and love and a personality that calls, calls itself the Phoenix that has control over all those dark powers. And she was fine until she accessed 
Cerebro that first time in X1 and things started growing and now her powers are so great and she went through the near-death experience that she is now sort of switching back and forth between Jean and this dark Phoenix, Phoenix. character. Um, uh, she There's a wonderful scene between Wolverine and Professor X. I will say this that I like about this, where Wolverine is... Essentially, he's questioning Professor X going, you shouldn't have done this. Why'd you do this? You can, you, you know, did she get a choice? She had no choice. And Professor X goes, I don't need to explain myself to you. And I love the scene because it turns out while it was a morally dubious choice, Professor X was right. Mm -hmm. He was right in what he did. And it it comes down to that morality. The question of sometimes you got to use your powers to do things that aren't right in the short term because they're right in the long term. And Wolverine didn't understand that, and he frees uh, Jean. And there was supposed to be a scene where they, where Professor Xavier explains to him why he shouldn't have done that. And instead, what ends up on screen again? I love it, where Xavier just looks at Wolverine and is like, "What have you done?" Hmm. And again, the nice peace, peaceful relationship is is at odds. Yeah. And, and Xavier, who had been so you trusted him because he was Captain Picard. Oh yeah. And now, and now suddenly it's like no. He's a different guy. He's not always not always doing the good thing. Yeah, like or even like cause most times when he does the you know, if he does something that you're not uh, sure of, like you you feel like he's such the good guy that maybe, you know, like cause he seems smarter than you and better than you. But so, what, you know what I mean? Like but and, this, and the thing is and, and the thing is is he is the opposite of Magneto. He's not completely separate from Magneto he is the he is the flip side he is the yin to Magneto's yang he yeah. also is a leader of mutants who is manipulative when he has to be yep um and the thing is is he walks a moral line where he wants his ultimate goal is peace mm-hmm. and if sometimes he has to train his mutants to become killers so for be peace so be it because he he is looking out for the greater good mm-hmm. of everyone and Magneto's looking out for the greater good of mutants and is much more willy-nilly about the violent part of it. Yep. Um, but Xavier is not Captain Picard. No. Um, no, he is not. Uh, um, and so it's, I mean, it's worth noting that that is, that that is a, a difference. And I like that this is a more dubious Xavier. And I like that Wolverine has a problem with that. I like that Wolverine is wrong. That Wolverine frees her because they got her under control and Wolverine frees her. Yeah. And then she goes back to her house and kills Xavier. Uh, yep. Um, sort of. Uh, uh, like, uh, that was the other thing that was just. Well, let's, we'll, get, like, to we'll, we'll get to it. Hold on. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's wait till uh, we get to the very end. All right. Um, uh, which, again, look, there are things to keep in mind. One, uh, James Marsden left. Two, Patrick Stewart was getting expensive. Um, if they were going to keep making X Men movies after this, it was going to have to just be the Hallie and Hugh show. And then. But so, who and, wants to see that? That's what they thought people wanted to see. Why? Because they ever said that. Because there is like I can't think of anyone that was like Halle Berry is a great choice for Storm. It doesn't matter. I don't know anyone that said that. But she brings she puts butts in the seats. Or I don't think anyone went and saw an X Men movie because Halle Berry was in. But they're a studio. They work. They work with math. They go, okay, Halle Berry can bring twenty million dollars to a film. She can open a film to twenty million dollars. We put her in. Hugh Jackman can open a film to fifteen million dollars. We put him in. Now we've got a guaranteed thirty-five million dollars. Patrick Stewart. Can, that's the way they figure shit out. They are just they're they're, they're bus- wrong. They're business. That's what they are. They're business. They, but but they're not. They're not usually the right metrics. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, the, the, they are wrong. They were wrong. They were they were like, absolutely because wrong. the reason that people want to see Hugh Jackman play Wolverine is because they want to see Hugh Jackman play Wolverine. Wolverine. Well, that we get to that. We'll talk about that you know, for about two like, minutes. Um, I so we get we get to uh, we we get to. Gene has now joined Magneto. Um, and she sort of did the Anakin and just was suddenly Magneto's bitch. Um, Which and, doesn't make any sense. And, well, it doesn't make sense when Anakin does it later. Um, so uh, it's true. It's true. I I killed Mace Windu. Let's murder children. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, everybody knows that's the progression. Yeah. Um, so so we get to Gene. Uh, Gene uh, is now with Magneto. Wolverine tries to free her. That doesn't work. She's there on her own. Finally, you find out that uh, Warren Worthington has been using, been using this mutant named Leech, extracting stuff from his body which can cure mutants. And Leech is being held in Alcatraz, um, where he's being protected by the government. Magneto attacks. 
the X-Men attack back. There's a big giant battle royale. I will say this about the battle. 90% of it is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's 90% of it is just amazing, but it makes no sense. Um, <laughs> let's, let's just start with the first horrible edit in the film. It's daytime or at least sunset very clearly. And yeah, there's definitely light going when on. The, when the, Lots in, of in the course of 20 seconds, it suddenly becomes the middle of the night. Because that's much more, um, you know, epic. I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. It's a terrible edit. Secondly, Magneto's plot. He's got all the mutants in the world. He has them go fight and die. Then he sends another wave to go fight and die. And then when the battle's not going well, then he starts crushing everything with his magnetic powers. And the only thing he says about it is he goes, in chess, pawns go first. It's the only explanation. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, that's, it's not even could, the way Magneto would do some shit. Like he's you know, not he's not that guy. Yeah, you know what he what he 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 doesn't mind killing his minions if he has to. Right, but he's not that. That's what I'm saying. He's not that guy. He's not the guy that's like, oh, go do my dirty work. Yeah, no, he's take, like if he if he wasn't there, maybe like yeah. you know what I mean. Like he would send them the Joker's on sure. a mission because he had to do something else like more important. But like, but he like if he's just sitting there. Like he wouldn't just like sit there and watch that shit. Like, he has the power to help, and he yeah, doesn't. That's just he sits there ridiculous with, with Gene, who's more powerful than he is. Right. We're just like, so the powerful people are actually. We're gonna hang out back here. We're just we're just gonna talk. I know. And then Pyro. So Gene, how have you how have you been doing? So today? and then Pyro how wants do you like to this help. Battle is beautiful, right? Pyro <laughs> wants to help, and he's like, no, don't help. Let no, them fight. No, they've got they've got this chap. No, let's, let's have some tea. Uh, we're just gonna watch it. It's pretty, right? Uh, and so then, so then. <laughs> So then, Pyro, first we're gonna have an orgy while they do this, then, then, and then, then we're gonna join in later. You Pyro know? gets to face off against Iceman. Finally, Juggernaut goes chasing after Kitty Pride and says, "Don't you know who I am? I'm, I'm the, the Juggernaut, Juggernaut bitch. bitch!" Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So there's an internet video, really quick, where they took seven. Who doesn't know this? They took, well, maybe they know. It's it's we Everybody know it because we're thirty. Um, and plus, what does that have to do with the rise of Tia China? Because I don't I don't think that twenty that. If we have 22-year-old listeners, they don't remember that that's an old YouTube video that nobody's seen. Anyway, look at it. It's pretty funny uh, for about three minutes, and then it gets old. But it's the, <laughs> it's an old it's an old episode or seven minutes of an episode of the uh, of the well, X Men cartoon. cartoon where they then dubbed over voices um, just being and being ridiculous. ridiculous and it's and funny. It's just like because I'm the juggernaut, bitch. And it's funny <laughs> in that context. In this context, it's not, it's such a nod and wink to the fans. Oh God, yeah. You know, and you get to see Callisto fight Storm like in the X-Men. But again, none of, there's nothing behind it. Um, and there's tons of action. The action is awesome. I wish the action had been this good in the two films before because the action is just you finally get to see mutants doing the shit they can do. And yeah. that's what Storm has. these great. She flies everywhere. She spins around. She Kitty Pride's running through walls. There's just yep. no expense is is spared in this scene. It is humongous and awesome and it, it is like straight out of the comics just the, a great action scene but it makes no frigging sense at all there's no logic to it it's just whatever so eventually the plot becomes wolverine's gonna attack magneto yet again and magneto which is just no but it's not no 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 because magneto says don't you ever learn and wolverine's on the ground going yeah i do and it was all a distraction for Beast to come jump on top of him, stab him with the cure, and take his powers away. Right. Um, at which point, everyone's like, yeah! And you would think... Well, because what is happening, though, you're kind of like... Wh Again, I, 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 wanna, I want to admit that I got some of the thoughts that I'm having here from another podcast I listened to, but it, it really brought it home. The X-Men were very against the cure. Yeah. They didn't like... They, and they were very against the cure being... As a weapon. As a weapon. More importantly, So yeah. when, when they have to stab Magneto with it to take his powers away... Um, why are they so happy about it? Yeah. it I can see them going, how much... How I can see them feeling like they have to do this because they don't have a choice. How much How much, How much? much more poignant, poignant would it have been, especially now that we're looking at the trailers for X-Men First Class, yeah. and we see the Beast knew him, and if, if he looked up and he went, Henry, no. Yeah. And, and he's like, I'm sorry, Eric. How much, yeah, that would have been so much ho more it just, horrible. It just would have been it like it would have driven home the drama of the moment. Instead, yeah. it's just like, ha ha, we did it, yeah. yay! Um, <coughs> yeah, like because they they because they're not into that, and he's one of their yeah. own, misguided, but yeah, one of yeah. their own. Like that that would have been 
the way that should have been. So, you know, they have all escaped. And Leech um, is is there. He can take away all mutant powers of anyone near him. And, and I would imagine and now, that. Wait, wait, let me just be clear, though. I mean, maybe it's all mutants except for Phoenix. You see. Like, is that I'm a, is that the case? I write screenplays. I write screenplays. <laughs> You've created a mutant with all the power in the world and another mutant who can absorb mutant powers. And when they've done something as obvious as have a battle between fire and ice. <laughs> like, like literally. You would think they'd go, okay, here's what we're going to do. And instead, Wolverine says. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Because you, it's just so heart-wrenching. Like you would think that maybe they could have Leech try and fail. And then Wolverine has to do it. Well, because, wait, so Leech, how close does he need to be, though? Just like, I don't a, remember. Just within a couple feet. But you know what? They, so like, maybe he couldn't get close enough? So much other shit is going on, though. Like, like who cares if he can close? He's killing people. She's killing people left and right. You know, say, will you do it? Have him go, yes. You know, and then have it fail or something. You know, but make the attempt. But it's just they jump right to, I'm the only one who can go get her. Okay. So Phoenix, All right. who sat there doing nothing for the entire battle, starts wiping out absolutely everyone, uh, the government and all the... All the mutant, the good guys, the bad no, guys, No, 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 here's the thing. All of Magneto's mutants, all of them just murdered. And she's murdering all the government people and she doesn't kill any of the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> None of them. Not a one of them. No, they're, keep them alive. They're standing right there. It's, she's like, like, it's like in Pirates. She's like, no, not Jack Sparrow. I want him alive. Why? Because just, he's Jack Sparrow. Yeah, it just, it, okay. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> she. She kills absolutely everyone except the X-Men. Yeah. And then. And Why then, not the Because they're the X-Men. And sorry. And then she's. <laughs> sorry. My darn microphone. And so she's, she's atomizing just everything. And Wolverine has a healing factor. Right. So, I mean, not him. It's not going to hurt him. Well, no, no, what? no. It hurts. But she can't. He's like, all distraught the whole time. Be fair. But it here's, hurts. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Have we forgotten? She's also a telekinetic. If he's coming closer and closer, she can just pick him up and throw him away. No, she can't. Not see. She can't do those two things at the same time. Oh, I see. She can't chew and walk gum. But what? <laughs> None of this she, makes any sense. <laughs> she can't. Wait, wait. Walk and what? chew gum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean this. This just goes. This just goes like this, and it goes onward in this way, and then finally in this way. she's she's ripping she's ripping his face and, and his she goes onward skin in this off, way, I like that. skin off, but not his pants because his well, pants stay no, on. No, because we don't. Because they apparently didn't think anyone wanted to see Hugh Jackman's penis, well, but and they're they could, wrong. But they could they could cut from you know they certainly didn't have a problem making making uh, Rebecca Romaine naked. Well, of course, because she's a woman. They don't want to make men um, naked. That's just the way it is. Unless you're watching Watchmen. And unless it's Watchmen, and then they CG blue penis. And then, and then I never let it go. And never, um, ever let it go. It's been months since I brought it up. Ever. But but I'll be 80. Yep. And you'll just be like, blue penis! I'll be dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so the only way to do it is for him to kill Gene. And I understand that that has to happen because... Jean ultimately killed herself to save the world, which... But that's what actually makes sense, because the only one who can kill Phoenix is is her. Well, actually, it was a random laser. Like, it was a random laser that killed her. She willed it, like her to not be hurt by it. She stopped herself from stopping the laser from killing her in the comics. She didn't, like, will herself to die. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, my, my point is, is that she's, she's so fucking powerful yeah. that unless she is complicit in it, I don't see how well, you she, can actually but she do is, it. She is complicit here. She does like, she's like, save me. Save okay. me, Logan. I guess and, you're right. And he stabs her and cries more. Right. Um, which, this is the one time I think maybe it's earned. Th- that I could see. I, think, I, think I mean, he ma- just killed her and he loves her. Like, yeah, it's, it's I think, pretty fucked up. I think that actually him crying over Professor X hurts this moment. Absolutely. Because it's like, he, this guy breaks down a lot. Um, and so... Life returns to normal at the school. Um, we see that Magneto seems to have an inkling of his power back, and then at the very how does that make sense? Well, because it does, because it's X Men. People come back from the from the dead, you know. Which, speaking of which, um, at the end of the movie, uh, earlier in the movie, uh, Professor X was giving a, a a lecture about whether or not it would be ethical to transfer your consciousness into a dead body, and then at the end of the movie, you see that Moira, Moira McTaggart, who is his 
in the comics is his lover. She was brought up earlier in the film and she was at his funeral. Um, uh, she uh, has somebody there who is brain dead and in Patrick Stewart's voice you hear Moira and she goes Charles and that's the end. I think the idea is if you're going to make an X4 and you wanted Magneto and Professor X back you could have them or you could just choose to not have them or you could have you know Professor X back with a different actor playing him or you could do any number of things. Mm-hmm. They left it open for a number of choices um, which they heretofore have chosen not to take. Um I don't know how they could possibly repair things at this juncture. Um, I, you know, I think they could. I think if they said time passed, I think the first thing is that the, it seems like the time between the first and third X-Men movie, even though in our time it's been years and years, I feel like it's been a couple months in the chronology. And if you were to say 10 years has passed and lots has changed, lots has changed, you know, then you could say new people at the school, things are very, very different. It's worth noting Rogue gifts up her powers at the end so good she gets a happy ending mm-hmm. so okay um it's the last half hour of the movie that has a real problem there are problems peppered in there right you know i mean i'm sorry i feel like cyclops being killed and sure no, they're, X being killed but i think I, this they're is pretty significant and large ones but 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 at the same time this is what i said to mr a is that it's it's not a bad movie it's just by comparison in comparison to your expectations, but there there are themes and there are there, there are hard questions asked. Yeah, definitely. And, like and there's, there's tone stuff that's like right and good. Like, like the idea of if there was a cure, like people would clamor for wonderful it. Wonderful acting. People would fight against it. Like. The action is really good. I think that ultimately it's a movie that didn't know that tried too hard to bring itself to a quote unquote conclusion, and. And for the sake of having huge action scenes, because you need to have the mutants fight each other, mm-hmm. they they let go of logic, um, and I think that's a problem. I think that I think that I would have been not okay with them killing Cyclops, but if they got to do it, fine. The death of Professor X, I even can deal with. He's died in the comics before. Okay, he dies in the comics all the time. Actually, he's died like five times. Um, Are you kidding? No. Um, uh, <laughs> I can actually deal with that if anyone's going to kill Professor X. I like their little psychic battle where they're just staring at each other. For it's a cool scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hot. Um, the death of Jean at Wolverine's hands. You know, because Scott was not really the emotional connection of Wolverine to, to Jean, even in the second movie. You never felt that connection the way you felt with Wolverine. The fact that Wolverine has to kill her and it's Hughes show. Okay, I got that. <laughs> it's Hughes um, show. Uh, the Magneto and Jean standing on the bridge while everybody else fights. Yeah, like, and it's it's such a simple fix. That's what's frustrating about it. Yeah. Because it would make sense that there was, like, like they could have come up with something else that they had to be doing at the time, and so they would just arrive late to the battle Um, and and turn the tide, you know? Like, Uh, the, the... the missed opportunities like that dramatic moment where Henry is the one who kills him and Henry is it's even said in this as a former member of the X-Men it's conceivable he would know him even before we know what we know from first class right um, and I feel like they dropped the ball in the last half hour really blows it in a lot of ways I feel like Brett Ratner just didn't know what to do and it just sort of collapsed on itself and became an action movie and that's fine as an action as an action movie I definitely I'd give it I, I'd give it a, a B plus as an action movie and minus the last half hour I'd give it an, an A almost as an X as an X-Men movie but I can take a test and get the first two thirds 100% right if I fail the third third it's still a D <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'd give the movie I'd give the movie a B minus compared to X2's solid A almost A plus wow. um, because of the last half hour I just feel it blows it I just there, there's so there's so many things they did that I didn't like that it's hard for me to see the good in the in the third. Like I said, I, I've I've wanted to buy it just to have it because I have. It's a good watch. Here's the thing: one. it's a compelling like, watch. I, I, it's a compelling watch. Um, I can't get Mr. A to consent. Until he refuses the, to purchase it. It's a compelling watch until the last half hour where you just gotta like roll your eyes. Here's the thing: I don't mind getting upset that they kill a character. I mind having to roll my eyes. I mind having to go. Oh, really? Come on. I, I don't. That's that's where you lose me. If you do something that upsets me, I'm still I'm still in the movie. Here's the thing. Like honestly, it's not even like like you said with Professor X. Like I that death I I accept. Like I I wouldn't have picked it, and it really upsets me, and it's 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 super sad. But I could I could deal with it. 
Like, I think the biggest problem I have with her killing Cyclops is just makes no fucking sense. Oh, except that maybe she didn't know what she was doing. And and again, again, they could have even had something where she goes, I didn't mean to. I I couldn't control myself. I couldn't. You know, something where she and she seems confused when she hears about it. But, you know, if if she killed him by accident, if it was really clear, I killed him by accident because my power was out of control. Even even if that was made clear, but yeah. none of it, none of like, that. It just like didn't... if he's starting to burn away, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and she can't control it, you know, that is different. Yeah, then like at least at least there's a reason yeah. that it happened, and it just it just yeah, felt I don't, like I don't wasn't. mind things. I don't mind things that upset me. I mind things that cause me to roll my eyes because because when I roll my eyes, I stop being emotionally invested in the film. And if I'm not emotionally invested in the film, then it's not worth watching. Um, speaking of movies that I find impossible to become emotionally invested in, let's talk very, very briefly about X- X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, I felt emotionally invested in that I film. did not. Um, and uh, that's all I'm going to say. Um, also because I don't remember the plot. Um, I mean, I remember it, you know, more or less. All right, what's the plot? Uh, he... I mean, I remember him falling in love. Like I remember. Okay, so he, it starts. I think with the mean kids, maybe like him and him. Oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, Victor, and, Victor Creed. Um, yeah. And they Saber they did. both are, you know, kind of have some specialness going on and and wind up, uh, like both like going government agents and, and like going through wars together and stuff like that. And then at some point, they both get accepted into the Weapon X program or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, that's I really like that scene, actually, when they're when they're that creating Wolverine. Okay. Yeah. Like when um, young William Stryker mm-hmm. is there. Like and when he said like what I forget what the line is, but he but like all of a sudden Wolverine, like something spikes or something happens. And the guy was like, I think he very cool scene when there's just something really ominous about. Yeah, that shit. that's like it was a very cool scene when they create Wolverine, I have to say. Yeah, that th- was really cool. There, there are cool things in the movie. I will tell you. I mean, it's yes, and now I kind of remember. So then, Wolverine is sort of on the run from from this group that he was a part of, and he, then he winds up falling in love, finds finds a love. woman, and she she is murdered. He escapes. He gets to help some people in a farm. They are killed. For, he, for being the, when the wrong place to the wrong New time, Orleans, and that's just terrible. He goes to New Orleans, which is the only death in the film that mattered to me is actually that one. Ab- was. Absolutely. I felt like that every, everything else just seemed like, okay, this is neat. Um, I mean, when his when his woman died, that was horrible. He, that, I that didn't was feel well like it was done. horrible. I felt I, I feel like it wasn't well done. I feel like the story is compelling, and I feel like it's sad and it's horrible for him, but I felt nothing. Interesting. I didn't feel like he knew her. I had no feelings for her. Um, oh, I dug her. I mean, I, I also thought she was like you know, hot and stuff, and like I'd do her. So, um, and again, that might have something. It's to do interesting with it. that that I remembered X three even before I, I rewatched it recently, but even before I, I remembered it so well. And Wolverine is just sort of a blur. I know that Deadpool's in it. I know that. Well, they, so here's the way I feel about. I that know that movie. I know they I know they fight on top of a a thing, a water tower thing, in front of a giant green screen with terrible green screened backgrounds. Yeah, here's here's what I feel like about that film because what I remember is there are a lot of cool parts in it. There's like cool fight scenes and then like as soon as Gambit enters the film. Gambit's awful in the film. The the whole thing just goes to a weird, strange, tanked place. There's there's like there's a like, point there's a point where Wolverine is is clawing over and over and over again at a ladder. Which is he's like cock 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 cock. It's just, it's all about and 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 all of a sudden Gambit does this thing where he breaks his stick in half and like climbs up a wall with it or some shit. And I'm it's, like, what the fuck is this shit? It, it's it's just sort of felt like. like and like, I was so excited for Gambit because I love Gambit. Now now Liev Schreiber does a great job he's of Sabretooth. So I, I enjoy him. He's so having, good. He's having fun. And I remember not being certain. Like yeah. when I heard about that, I, I was like Liev Schreiber though. I loved him in the Scream movie. So no, I, I love him, but I remember feeling like okay, because because I'm an actor, so like I remember being like, what about that poor dude that that was playing like just fuck that Tyler guy Mann. now? Yeah, like I was like, that's not cool. No, but like, fuck him. But it's, but it's, and then and and then also I'd never seen Liev Schreiber do something like this. Yeah. So like I was like, I don't know. I mean, I like that guy, but I, I like that guy him. as I, I, I like that guy as you know being in Scream. I was like, but. That being said, I do, I do think that just because someone hasn't done something before, if I've seen you do something good, then I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'll go, okay, I've seen you do something good before. It may not have been in this vein, but then if you're an actor, 
you should be able to do this. So I was I was a little bit skeptical, but but still optimistic. I guess the thing about the Wolverine and movies, he I just... did it. I felt and those the scenes with him and Hugh Jackman being Wolverine and Sabretooth and sort of facing off. I thought those scenes were really fucking solid and really good. Yeah, and exactly yeah, those, what I wanted. Those to see. things are okay. The Weapon X creation scenes are okay, but I like, for instance, when he is in the barn. Or whatever, and the, the the people who are helping him get killed. Mm-hmm. Then you the shot goes out the window, out yeah. around the bar, clearly composited in the computer, out around circles around the guy who's the sniper, then goes in on him. And you're like, this would not belong <coughs> in the Brian Singer's X Men movie. Nothing about this movie feels real to me. Huh. Nothing. It's you know, the Deadpool's got a big melted face. Oh, that whole situation um, was really and, and Gambit is bothersome. All the characters are larger than life. Gambit's larger than life. And 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 Fred J. Dukes, the blob, is larger than life. And 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 the situation doesn't ever seem real. When he's when Wolverine is running away on his, you know, dirt bike, you know, clearly when they're taking shots at him, he's clearly on a green screen. Everything seems like it's in a stage. Everything seems like they're trying to make it gigantic and because they're doing that all on a computer, it all seems kind of not real. I'm not engaged. I never feel like it's almost like a road movie sometimes, you know, it's, it's just sort of, it seems like I remember scenes. I remember a series of scenes. I can't tell you a through line. There's no theme. There's no important questions being asked. Um, and it's really, it's like a bad X-Men movie because for a movie that's supposed to be about Wolverine, there are more mutants in this movie. There's Gambit and Deadpool and the blob. And, um, I think Omega red somewhere in there and, uh, and Sabretooth and, and there's, yeah, a, I feel like there's they, a guy they, who teleports and there's, there's just sort of like, I feel like they strayed. Like, I think if they had given us a straight up, this Wolverine Sabretooth situation. Yeah, this didn't this this didn't That feel, would have been what that was what I wanted and that's what I expected. This movie should, this movie should not have been called it shouldn't shouldn't have been called X-Men Origins Wolverine. It should have been called Wolverine meets a bunch of other mutants for 5 minutes and then goes on to another mutant for 5 minutes. It goes on to another <laughs> mutant for 5 minutes. Yeah, like his and, meeting with 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 Gambit didn't even make any sense. Like it was none such of it a made sense. It, and, and, and 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 Deadpool and like that just didn't and and the blob, and I actually, like, none of it made I sense. actually get Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. I feel like that's good casting. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's stellar casting. But I just, I but don't. But they didn't do him right. I don't get at all what they were trying to do. I don't get at all what they're trying to do. Young William Stryker is kind of a character in it. Um, it just. He not, was good casting, though, as I recall. I remember feeling like he. But really, he reminded you of Brian Cox. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it just, so. you know, it just didn't seem right. And the other problem I had is Wolverine is clearly getting older. Like Hugh Jackman looks older. If you look, go watch X One and then go Can watch. Can go watch Wolverine? Like, X-Men why? Why make it a prequel? Like, why have to say this is what Wolverine looked like fifty years ago? Um, uh, well, because I think that that was the story we haven't really learned how he what, became who he is. But here's the thing: why do we need to learn? I don't feel like I learned that story. I feel like they told us everything I that I wanted to know of that story in the first five minutes of the film. Yeah. That's and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's and then what, like, they left it alone. That's like I feel like they. So don't call it X Men. Look, call it show that, and, and then, then cut and have to it be act about- after X three. And you know what? Enough shit happened in X three that Wolverine would leave the school. Like that's the thing, and the, and they were gonna. Darren Aronofsky was going to make the Wolverine, um, the guy who made Black Swan. Oh right, you yeah, no, know. And it was gonna be another prequel, which pissed me off. Um, I say Gene is dead. Wolverine is distraught. He goes to Japan and then does Frank Miller's Wolverine story from the 80s, which is the best thing ever written with Wolverine. And it's just stunningly good. And it's basically about Wolverine learning to tame the beast by learning the ways of the samurai. Oh, that is kind of cool. And and he gets embroiled in an adventure where he has to basically fight off a bunch of ninjas. And you'd make it rated R. Mm. It's based on a Frank Miller book. And it's, it's, it's basically Hugh Jackman, not a lot of effects. It's a lot of fighting. Right. And it's not a ton of mutants. And I think that is a Wolverine movie I'd want to see. I uh, still I feel like I would have liked to have seen this Wolverine movie if they had stuck to what I felt like they started with when they began the film. No, for me Like when they began the film it seemed to me that the the, the point was and I feel like this was always true, there was always this thing between Wolverine and Sabretooth. See, like, but and, there wasn't this thing between them in the in in the movies. No, so I understand far. that, but there was this thing. 
right? In and the so, comics. Right. And yeah. they but they did never get a chance to address because they didn't have the time. And it's like, okay, so we're gonna go back and we're gonna do an origin story. Then they could have done that for ten minutes and then showed how what Sabretooth does next. Because we know what happens between Wolverine and Sabretooth. Sabretooth is you know, find out that Sabretooth comes back from the Right, the, what I'm saying is since they hadn't in the movies, right? They hadn't really addressed it. So do the origin part. So in the first we, ten minutes. So we can get that. So we can understand where they stand in relation to each other. And then, and move, then forward. move forward yeah. for Sabretooth and Wolverine yeah. based on that. Yeah, that's exactly what I would like, like to that, say. That I would have really dug. But and this I, I did like not they, so much. Especially because, you know, they just threw in all this shit that just didn't make any sense. Like, like the way I think it ends, I feel like is... um is the reason that Wolverine doesn't remember or some shit is because he like got shot in the head. Yeah. And yeah I'm like, really? Yeah. It just, it, it, it just, was such a bullshit way. You know what I mean? It was so like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like all this shit that, you know, he's Wolverine and he has all these healings and all this stuff. And this is why, I, you know, I'll be honest. I don't remember the plot. I kind of remember a, a, a series of scenes and it just sort of, it falls apart. Um, after X3, which clearly you, I dug more than you, but, me di- me digging it more than you. It sounds like you'd give it a C minus and I'd give it a B. Yeah. Minus. Um, clearly not high regard. Wolverine, if you, what would X three is better than Wolverine, right? At least it may bother you, but at least it's compelling. And at least has a plot that you remember. You know Wolverine is silly. I feel like they're both the same though. Like I feel like the Wolverine movie, in my opinion, was good until about the last half hour. Until See, like all of a sudden he's you know, finding Gambit and this somehow takes him to some fucking See, I place. Just felt, I, like, yeah, all right. I, I I just felt it was silly. But okay. Given the given those two films and how you feel about them, what do they have to do to make you have confidence in the X Men again? And this is where we get into why they've done what they've done now with with the next. I movie. hope. Oh, I, mean, I, really I hope. Oh, I hope. X Men First Class is coming out. Um, we're we're probably gonna post this one week before it comes out. Um. Everything I've seen says this is Brian Singer's X-Men again. Is two, it Brian Singer? Two major things. One, Brian Singer is back on as executive producer, not as director. Okay. Two. So he's involved. Two. Matthew Vaughn, who was going to do X3, but then backed out when he said, I don't want to do it with, with James Marsden's going to be gone and we got to rush it to get it done. And I, I want to do a good one. And so they replaced him with Brett Ratner. Um, oh. Brian K. Vaughn went on to do... Uh, most notably, as far as I'm concerned, Kick-Ass. Oh, God, I love that movie. Um, and, so good. But he also loves and respects the material a lot. Oh, that's awesome. And Brian Singer is overseeing the whole production. Um, First Class looks like a return to form. It does. It, it Like, I have to say, like, what I saw was like, I don't know, like, I'm simply because Stop of how, Sorry. where things had gone, you know, I, my confidence is a little, like, yeah. well, shattered. But, like, from every, the previews I've seen, it looks every single fucking good every single (laughs) thing i've seen looks like it's amazing and it looks like you can make an x-men movie without patrick stewart or or wolverine which i didn't think you could possibly do and yet this looks like it might be the best of all it does it it looks like it it has a lot of potential right now it looks really good i really want it to be good i really want it to be the prequel and like because i mean you you've never i've never gotten to experience the relationship like I, I mean you know it's there because yeah. they do such a good job of giving it to you and actually they do it they do well in x3 i'll say that's the one thing that the magneto xavier relationship i enjoy and the one thing in x3 i did like is when pyro said at least we got to get rid of xavier and when Ma- magneto turns to him and goes charles xavier did more for mutants than you could ever know yeah and i was like wow he is sad that his friend is dead is dead yes like i love that <laughs> even though they build that stuff and you really you get that relationship I've personally never experienced what what grew that like how yeah. they got together the stuff they did together when they were young that I don't actually know that history well, so and I'm I, really interested to learn it and for me I'm just interested in an in- interesting movie and everything I've seen about it looks like the story is interesting the fact that they set it in the 60s mm-hmm. looks really interesting this, the, yeah it does this, the character stuff that I've just seen in the previews looks interesting um, I am I am so psyched for it and I think that what should we do we what we should do after it comes out, the next time we record a trick off, which because of events happening in my life might be uh, in a little while, mm. let's do an addendum. Let's do a let's do a, a 15, 20 minute X-Men first class conversation nice. for pop off as well. Um, 
and see whether or not it lived up to what we hoped it would. Ooh. Um, Interesting. Um, and this has gone so long. You know what? Um, we might have to uh, make it two. I might I might separate this out into two. Um, so maybe I'll post the first now. Maybe I'll post the first like two weeks before, and I'll post the next one one week before first class. There you go. And that could be that could be interesting. So, um, cool. This is uh this has been fun talking about something not Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly it's easy to do an hour and forty minutes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think we wind up not talking about Star Trek sometimes too. <laughs> That's not true. We talk about Star Trek a lot. We talk and, about it all the time. And you know what? Because everything and is interesting. About Star Trek actually. Five minutes go. Five minutes go. Um, <laughs> hey, listen. Thank you very much. If you like listening to us banter back and forth, um, uh, go listen to Trek Off because it's just like this. Um, if you don't like listening to us banter back and forth, go listen to Trek Off. It's nothing like this. <laughs> um, uh, it's a little dirtier. It's a little saltier, I think. Than, than yeah, I mean, I believe you told me I should behave somewhat. We're, we're a little, we're a little tried, freer. We're not very good uh, at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if you like uh, these podcasts in general, listen to, uh, subscribe to us, um, rate us on iTunes. Please go search for us on e- EPN. If you search EPN on iTunes, you'll find all of our stuff. Be sure to rate us there. You can send us an email at um, at justin at nlightpodcast.com, and I'll make sure that Alexia gets to see it. Um, <laughs> I, I Check out Ninjas vs. Vampires. That's the movie that brought all this together um, at ninjasvsvampires.com. All of it is at nlightentertainment.com. Um, uh, Suckcast also there, as well as The Hot Mess with Phil Stamper. Um uh, subscribe. The best thing you can do is subscribe and tell your friends we're out there um, and and rate us on iTunes. Um, so people get to hear about us and get to know that we we're there because we're we're here. We're here. We're here. <laughs> um, and uh, that's it. So uh, this is Alexia and I am Justin. Pop off. Pop off, babes. Oh, you, instead of bitches. Well, fun? you told me to be nice. Okay. Don't you don't call the audience bitches. Is yeah, you're <laughs> like telling me to be on good behavior. Fine. Pop off. We are now part of the Enlight Podcast Network with such awesome shows like Trek Off, Pop Off, The Hot Mess Podcast with Phil Stamper, and Ninjas vs. You. Subscribe to those. They're going to be fun. It's going to be neat. But we're still number one. Because we're supposed to be. Because we're the oldest. Enlightpodcast.com. Go there. <laughs>